Hey everyone, this is Carter. Welcome to the audiobook version of my monthly newsletter. So as you may or may not know, I do write a monthly newsletter and have for the last about three years or so. And honestly, it's a lot of work. You know, you're always writing to try to get the exact phrasing that you want. You're editing it. You're trying to format it all in MailChimp. You're bringing in pictures. Yeah, honestly, it's a lot of work. So I decided what would happen if I just kind of from time to time did one where I just spoke. Uh, I didn't have anything necessarily prepared, but I just went through the same sections of my newsletter as I would normally write. But now you get to hear me talk and you might just skip through all this. And that's totally fine as you might just skip through my newsletter. Um, but if you're interested in listening, this will be a little bit different because I can just kind of freewheel it. So every newsletter begins with kind of a main essay. I always spend time thinking about what the hell am I going to write uh, for kind of this main essay. And, you know, after, you know, three years worth of newsletters, it gets more and more difficult to find something um, different and new and, and fun and interesting to, to talk about. And it was suggested to me that maybe I want to talk about what it's been like, you know, starting my uh, interview series, my, my conversation series, as I like to call it, uh, making it up. So, you know, I launched it a few months ago and honestly, it's been a blast. Um, it's, I, you know, I talk to writers of all different backgrounds, um, and just try to dig in and get to know them a little bit better. Almost like if I met them at a cocktail party, I didn't know too much about them. And, you know, I kind of cornered them and kind of said, tell me about your life. That was kind of the intent of it all. Uh, and at the end, we always make up a story together, which is nervous as, and exciting and fun and scary. Uh, but it's, you know, I've, I've done a lot of interviews myself and you tend to get asked the same things, which is totally fine. And, you know, often it's about whatever your most current work is, which is also totally fine and actually very much appreciated because it helps get the word out. But I didn't want to do that in my conversation series. I didn't want to I didn't want to necessarily talk about an author's latest work. Um, I wanted to kind of get to know them. I wanted I wanted to understand what their childhood was like. I wanted to see what thing kind of influenced them on their road to writing. And and sometimes people are you knew when they were twelve that they wanted to be a writer. Um, sometimes it kind of was a lightning bolt strike, like it was for me. And you know. More often than not, there tends to be that moment that kind of defined their path. And so I wanted to poke around and find out about that. And in keeping in in, in, uh, in tradition with the title, Making It Up, I don't do a lot of preparation for these interviews. Um, I, you know, I do some for sure. I, I'm aware of who this person is and what they've produced and um, kind of the high level uh, stats of their career. But again, you know, like if I met them at a cocktail party, I want to just kind of, you know, react to what they're saying. You know, they might say something that seems minor, but if I can react to it and we can go off-roading a little bit, you can you can usually find out some very interesting things. Um, my most recent episode that I posted was with Mark Sullivan, who's a very well-known author, and he revealed some very personal things, including, um, you know flirtations with suicide. And it was a very serious conversation. And, and I got the impression that that probably wasn't something he says, talks about a lot. 
but it was fascinating and and it was directly also related to you know thoughts about writing career and and um you know the struggles with being a writer and the the financial um you know, horrors sometimes of being a writer uh so that was my intention was to really get a little bit more up close and personal and then at the end of every episode, we take a random sentence from a random book and use it to craft a short story together, kind of alternating back and forth. And and that's definitely the scariest part because <laughs> I have to do it every time. Uh, my, my guests only have to do it once. Um, but even, you know, talking to New York Times bestselling authors, they're like, oh, God, this is really scary um, because, you know, it's impromptu. And every time is very different. Sometimes it goes very dark. Sometimes it goes <laughs> fantastical. Um, sometimes it's like pulling teeth. Uh, and sometimes there's a tremendous energy between myself and the guest that, you know, is that's, I, I have such gratitude for that because all of a sudden you're kind of mind melding with this person and visualizing uh, this story together and it might only last like three or four minutes. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool when that happens. So, uh, but it's always fun. Um, well, not always, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's, sometimes it's a little, sometimes it goes better than other times. Uh, I had one guest, uh, a New York times bestselling, uh, young adult author who we started doing it and she couldn't because she said, I, I can't, I can't write like this or I can't, you know, storytell like this, I have to actually be typing for my brain to actually work and put sentences together. Um, so we just kind of talked about what that story could have been like rather than creating an actual story. So, uh, like I said, every time is different. Um, so it's been it's been a blast. It's also been a tremendous amount of work uh, creating this uh, interview series, this conversation series, making it up. Because, you know, booking the guests is a lot of work, you know, finding guests or, or you know, um, talking to uh, PR teams who are maybe pitching guests to you, getting everything scheduled, having the interview go, uh, making sure everything is technologically sound. I actually have lost an entire interview because of my own ineptitude. So that sucked. Um and then once it's recorded, there's a lot of production that needs to go along with it. Um, I actually have somebody who edits my my videos and edits the sound based out of Ukraine. And um, and then once that's all edited, it's got to be um, produced. It's got to be launched onto YouTube, onto my website, promoted on social media, put onto a podcast platform. Uh, you know, and the guest has to be reconnected with to make sure they're aware when it's being launched. So there's a lot of steps to it. Um, so much so that I actually hired somebody to help me out with the production part of it as well. So that's me. I've got two people working for me, um, on a, a conversation series that makes zero dollars. So we'll see how long that lasts. Next up, I want to talk about where I'm going to be next. If you're interested in seeing me, the only thing I have coming up because I'm kind of in between launches at the moment is BoucherCon. Uh, BoucherCon is the world's largest mystery, um, mystery writers convention, and it's also a fan convention and it moves around every year and it was canceled last year, obviously. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's scheduled for the end of August, uh, this year in New Orleans, and New Orleans is currently uh, uh, a, a hotbed of uh, uh, COVID. 
So, you know, I'm planning to go, you know, I'm vaccinated. Um, obviously we know that, uh, vaccinated people are still carrying, are still capable of carrying viral loads, uh, especially with this Delta variant. So, um, and I'm sure the, the convention is now going to be uh, mandatory masks, which is just fine by me. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, spread the virus if I happen to get it. And I'm hoping if I do get it, that it's, it's, you know, that, my vaccination status will render my illness um, either non-existent or mild to moderate. But I'd love to go. I have a lot of friends there, you know, a lot of other writers that I've gotten to know over the years, and it's great to meet readers. Um, I'm on a panel, and New Orleans is always fun. Uh, but we'll see if you're happy. If you're planning to go to BoucherCon, I'll be there. Come find me. Uh, but all we. You know, as always, plans change. Who knows what's going to happen uh, between the when this when this comes out and the two weeks later when um, when BoucherCon is supposed to take place. So that's where you can meet me uh, if you happen to be going to New Orleans in the end of August. I want to let you know the most recent episodes of Making It Up include some great guests. I had Mark Sullivan. Uh, who's the acclaimed author of 18 novels, including the number one New York Times bestselling private series, which he writes with James Patterson. So I mentioned him. He's that was that was one of my favorite conversations. I was a little intimidated by this guy. I'll be honest with you. Um, he <laughs> he he's he's he comes across very no nonsense. And, um, you know, I'm kind of just a goofball. So I was a little worried, but he was great. And we really I felt like we connected. Uh, and had a tremendous conversation. I also talked to Erica Engelhaupt, um, who's actually a science writer, and she writes for National Geographic, Science News, Scientific American, and she likes gross things. She likes you know to explore um, uh, the gross and horrifying realities of nature, and she even has a blog called Gory, T De Gory Details, which she actually um, turned into a book. So it was great talking to her as well. And I also spoke to Emily Bleeker, um, who is uh, the Wall Street Journal and Amazon Charts bestselling author of six novels. Um, and her latest novel is What's Left Unsaid, which just released in July. And um, she was fun to talk to as well. Uh, and, you know, she's got a, a, a very, she's had some real challenges in her, in her, um, in her life and, uh, including, uh, surviving a rare form of cancer. And, and we talked about how that experience kind of influenced her novels. So that's what you can look forward to, uh, for the past episodes of making it up. Those are all on my website at carterwilson.com. There's a link to the YouTube videos or there are links to the podcast version, or you can get it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now onto a section of my audiobook version of the newsletter that I title What's Entertaining Me. And this is where I usually talk about what I'm reading, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. Um, and for first of all, what I'm reading right now is Kill All Your Darlings by um, friend and tremendous author David Bell. So uh, David was the guest of one of my episodes of Making It Up. And his latest book just came out, and he is a thriller writer like me. Um, I'm only a little bit of the way into into the book, uh, and I'm and I'm enjoying it uh, a lot so far. He's got a, you know, he's got a great command of language. He's got, you know, even in in these first the early part of this book, 
you know, I thought I had something figured out and I totally didn't, but, um, I'm also kind of dumb, but I, I'm still impressed with, um, his ability to, uh, redirect and misdirect. Uh, and so, and it's actually, um, I think it might be the first novel I've read of his. Um, but I highly recommend you guys uh, going and picking it up. Uh, it's, you know, in, in short, it's basically about uh, a college uh, writing professor, which David is one. And uh, so I'm sure he's getting lots of questions about how much uh, reality is in his fiction and about there's a murder mystery, there's plagiarism. Um, there's there's a lot of stress that this professor is, is undergoing. Um, so anyway. Highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, in terms of what I'm watching, I actually wanted to give everyone out there a warning of something they absolutely should probably steer away from. And it is um, a train wreck of a movie called The Ice Road with Liam Neeson. Now, I like Liam Neeson. Uh, you know, I, 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 I enjoy most of Liam Neeson's movies, even the ones that are kind of over the top. Uh, Taken, great movie, right? Uh, maybe not so much the sequels. But there are nights when I'm at home alone. You know, most of the nights, yeah, I'm either with the kids or with Jessica. Um, but every now and then I have a night uh, alone. And sometimes it hits me that I just want to watch an action flick. And, you know, maybe order a pizza, just sit on the couch, uh, just like a disgusting sloth, and shovel food into my face and watch a Liam Neeson movie. And he has a new one that just came out called The Ice Road. So I thought, cool. And it's, and it's, you know, the idea is basically it's about these roads that are uh, frozen over water and, you know, and actually serve as uh, transportation uh, for truckers over the winter months, uh, vital transportation um, connectors for truckers over the winter months. And this is kind of like, oh, well, what if, you know, <laughs> what if Liam Neeson has to drive a truck and, and maybe it's not quite winter or it's, it's the spring and the roads you know, could fall beneath them. Uh, it is a terrible movie. I didn't make it way all the way through it. Uh, I made it about halfway through. And, you know, Liam Neeson does what Liam Neeson does. Um, but the, the, and I was expecting a ridiculous plot, but um, this was so bad that I just couldn't stick with it. So even if you're in that mood where you want to sit on the couch with pizza and you're alone and you want to watch a bad movie, there are plenty other bad movies you can watch, so I would recommend against this one. Okay, as far as for an update from my kids, well, they just had their birthdays. July is a very, very busy birthday month. It has the birthdays of both my kids, myself and Jessica. Uh, and then Jessica's son, Henry, is just a few weeks later in August, so it's very, very chaotic, fun-filled, festive month. Um, and my kids turned 16 and 18. So both significant birthdays. Um, so that was exciting. My, my daughter actually had a party. Um, she, she wanted to have a joint birthday party with one of her friends and they asked if they could use my house for this. And I said, okay, where do you want me to be? And she said, not there. Um, so they wanted, so basically she wanted to have 16 friends over at my house, um, for a party and for me to be nowhere near the premises. And I said, yes, because I thought, what's the worst that could happen? 
Actually, I had a million different ideas about what the worst thing could be that could happen. Um, so I said the only rules were um, no boys were allowed to spend the night and no drinking and driving, which I thought very clever of myself. I thought that means, okay, so the boys can't drink. And when I said that to her, she's like, no, just one boy can't drink. So I thought, shit, she's right. So one boy was going to be in charge of driving the other ones home. Um, so it went well. I came back the next day. Everything was mostly intact. One thing was broken. There was uh, a case of somebody vomiting. Um, fortunately, they made it into the bathroom. Illy was in charge of cleaning everything up. And after about three rounds, it got to my level of cleanliness, um, which is a very high level of cleanliness because I'm a freak. But uh, so, yeah, all in all, a great success. Um, nobody died. There was no major liability um, issues that I had to worry about. Uh, I will say when I went to go cook something that night and I opened up the drawer that contains my pot holders and, and, and my kitchen knives, I took a pot holder out and it was wet, which is always a disconcerting feeling, I would think. Um, and then when I lifted kind of this knife rack out, the entire bottom of this drawer was filled with Coca-Cola. Uh, and I took a picture of it and I texted it to my daughter and I said, what the hell is this? And she just wrote back, I have no idea. I have zero memory of that. So that's about what you expect. Um, all in all, a good, great success, happy for her. And I feel like it was kind of a rite of passage for me as well. In terms of reader mail, I just wanted to point out, so I wrote that whole essay last month about a review of reviews where I talked about how I never reply to reviews, but there's always some that you know I want to reply to. Um, and obviously, it was kind of a very tongue-in-cheek, uh, comical, uh, desperate look at you know how authors might feel about um, reviews. Uh, <laughs> and a dude wrote me, kind of reviewing my essay. And all he said was, I think you need to get thicker skin. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you totally missed the point of this whole thing. But of course, I didn't reply because I don't reply to any reviews. But I guess I'm kind of replying now. So dude, if you're listening to this, it was all kind of a joke. Oh, and and for an update from my cat, he just woke up from his nap. And he he can't just wake up and just chill. He's got to wake up and seek me out, which he's opening the door to my office right now. And he just fucking screams at me. Hi, Guff. Hi. What do you want to say? Psychopath. He's like still got sleep in his eyes and he's just, he's just angry for no reason at all. One more. Okay. All right. That's enough. Okay, finally moving on to the last part of this audiobook version of my newsletter. It is the Carter's Tell Me a Secret contest where you can win all sorts of cool stuff if you reveal something a little bit about yourself to me. I love I love this part because yeah, people <laughs> people tell me some really messed up stuff. Um and I always appreciate it. So last time I asked readers to tell me what's the most fun that they'd had in that month. 
Got a lot of good responses, but my favorite was a woman who sent me, a reader in Washington who sent me a picture of a slot machine with about a $13,000 jackpot uh, that had just paid out, and it was hers. So she wrote, um, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, this one is worth almost 13000 You who? I had them cut me a check, mobile deposited it from the slot I just won from, and paid, uh, Bill paid what cleared. Went up to the free room and didn't spend none of it back to them. So awesome. That was from Vicky in Washington. Vicky, congratulations. So not only did you win that $13,000, you actually got a signed copy of my book, which, you know, is worth more than that, assuredly. So put that thing on eBay. Um, this month, I want to ask readers, I want to ask readers and listeners, just tell me a terrible movie that you love. I, I'm just curious to know, what's a, what's a really shitty movie? By all intents and purposes, it, you know, it got panned on Rotten Tomatoes. It's known to be a bad movie, but there's something about that movie you just love. Tell me what that movie is and tell me why. You can email me at me at carterwilson.com. So that's it. That is it for this audio version, this audiobook version of my newsletter. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you made it all the way through. You can uh, reach out to me uh, via email or on social media. All my contact information is on my website, carterwilson.com. Probably go back to a regular written format next month, but maybe we'll do a few more of these in the future because it is easier just to kind of talk rather than to write. Um, Maybe I should start doing books this way. I'm too disorganized for that. Uh, All right. That's it for me. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. See ya.